The war in Gaza has now exceeded 30,000, according to the Hamas-controlled health ministry. Dozens of Palestinians are today said to have been killed while waiting for food aid west of Gaza City. Israeli sources confirmed the troops opened fire after feeling threatened by crowds. Hamas says the majority of those who've died since the war began are women and children, but it does not give a breakdown between civilian casualties and Hamas fighters who have died in the fighting. Nor was it giving any information about the estimated 130 Israeli hostages in Gaza, some of whom may no longer be alive. Israel has been demanding the release of all hostages as part of ceasefire negotiations. During leaders' questions in the Dáil today, Sinn Féin's Matt Carthy and Thorsten Michal Martin clashed on the subject. Children in Gaza are being starved at the fastest rate that the world has ever recorded, with one in six children under two years in northern Gaza now acutely malnourished. What Israel is doing on a daily basis is barbaric. The latest cold-blooded massacre of civilians in Nabsley Square who were gathering flour from aid trucks has seen dozens of civilians killed and hundreds more wounded. You previously failed to support motions calling on Ireland to intervene in the case against Israel at the International Court of Justice brought by South Africa. Can I ask you, do you accept that what is happening in Gaza is genocide? The international community has a responsibility to end the barbarity that we are witnessing in Gaza. And Ireland, of course, has a role to play. We must insist on the adherence to international law. And we must insist on consequences for those in gross violation of that international law. You kind of use language that's not quite accurate or correct. You said we failed to intervene. We have not failed to intervene in any case. And you know that deep down, but you're just playing politics again, unfortunately, with it and seeking to divide the house on, on, and trying to sort of create this wedge issue. South Africa itself has not filed a memorial on, South Africa, on that case yet. We need hostages released. We need this war to stop. There can be no in, um, um, incursion into, into Rafa. Uh, we have been one of the first out to say Thank stop pausing uh, aid to <coughs> UNRWA. And we've come up with a 20 million allocation early Thank this you. year, time uh, look, some weeks ago, to demonstrate our clear focus on relieving the humanitarian crisis that, that Gazans are facing. Thomas Mihol Martin. Well, James Elder is spokesperson for the United Nations Children's Agency, UNICEF. In what conditions, I asked him, are children in Gaza now living? Utterly horrendous. Brian, and to think that somehow, despite the numbers that you just shared, things actually worsen day in, day out. Obviously, that's the case because of the desperation of people. If we had a ceasefire right now, we would have a humanitarian crisis based on the lethal lack of food, the soaring rates of malnutrition amongst the most vulnerable citizens, little children, the lack of water, the disease on the rise. And now, amid that, in the last few hours, we're seeing the, the dozen scores of people reportedly killed as they were trying to get aid today. It's difficult enough to get aid to they were waiting for a seemingly a food distribution. It sounds like dozens of people have been killed while that's happening. It's, it, again, the horrors befalling those in Gaza is mind-bogglingly, Brian, worsen day in, day out. How grave is the health threats, particularly to, to children in Gaza, um, perhaps to, to pregnant uh, women, um, to, to, to babies, particularly in, in, in terms of, of malnutrition, access to adequate nutritional food? terrible. It's simply not there. It's UNICEF is well adept at dealing with nutrition crises on the back of a climate or a protracted issue. But in this, in having people locked into a space and because they simply are not being allowed the access, we see 
rates of like 15% of, of the youngest children with a dangerous form of malnutrition in the north. That's skyrocketing to any level it should be. Interestingly, it's three times higher in the north than the south because the south we can get some aid into. Brian, for a long time on top of this, so you're being bombarded ferociously, you're being forced to move, you don't have shelter, you don't have food, we've warned of disease. We now have estimates that something like nine out of 10 children in Gaza have had one or two infectious diseases very recently. Two-thirds or more of them um, have had diarrhoea. So their systems are being broken down. They don't have the nutrition to support them or the clean water. They certainly don't have the medical care. We're starting to see those deaths from disease and a lack of food on top of the many, many thousands of children killed from the bombardment. How acute is the situation in relation to access to safe drinking water? It, it's, it doesn't exist. It's incredibly acute. It has been. We can throw too many numbers, Brian, but in a full-blown emergency, the minimum level of water a person should get a day would be 15 litres. That's to drink, that's to clean, to keep away disease, to wash, 15 litres. Many people in Gaza, including children, are accessing two or three litres of water a day. That, coupled with disease will be, is being lethal, remembering that as children go to get water, as they go somewhere to try and access food from a friend, from a family, somewhere, they then put themselves in the line of fire, as we've seen today, from the very real threat of continued continued attacks from the sky and the ground. UNICEF is calling, it has been calling for some time, for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. We had President Biden this week talking about the possibility of perhaps of a cessation being agreed as early as next week. Is UNICEF here anything at the moment that would suggest that a ceasefire could be close? No. Um, I mean, there are a lot of behind closed doors discussions. So, you know, they are happening at the highest levels from the United Nations and all the parties that you know. (laughs) We've had one moment where we saw aid flow in in late November when I was actually in Gaza and we can see the difference that will make not only for the obvious to stop the bombs falling, but we can get the kind of critical level of aid in that starts to make a difference. To think that wouldn't happen, in fact, if, if, if we don't have a ceasefire, we are continually told of potentially, Brian, an offensive into Rafa. Remembering Rafa now is a city of children. Rafa had a couple of hundred thousand people in it three, four months ago. It's now got six, seven hundred thousand children. Any offensive there um, would be utterly catastrophic. It would be unimaginable. You've got children living out, children in tents, children back to back and 50 people in tents to think of a military offensive in there, which is a discussion that we hear, would considerably add to the already appalling death toll of children in Gaza. Among among your demands in UNICEF is that there would be an immediate hostage release as well by people, who, Israelis, who were taken on, on October 7th. Um, the Israelis also talking about uh, the ground offensive in Rafah been accompanied by some sort of evacuation of, of civilians. It's, it's a question that's asked repeatedly, but is, is there anywhere for those civilians in Rafah at the moment to go? No, there, there's not. And we have to be very clear on that. Yeah. That, that those Israeli hostages, in whatever hellish conditions they continue to endure, including children, need to go home. And the, their torment and their families' torments get them back into Israel. The idea, though, that any offensive into Rafa people could move somewhere else 
it doesn't exist. Either you have got huge numbers of unexploded ordnance uh, on the ground or you've got more than two-thirds of homes and of buildings that have been destroyed or you've got people in the north who who are in nutritional situations that are bordering, we are told, famine. There's never been anywhere safe to go given the indiscriminate nature of this war. That was the case two months ago. It's only deteriorated. So, again, it is ceasefire is the only possible option both so we get the hostages home and so more Palestinian children are not killed, whether it's from the air or whether it's from disease on the ground. James Elder, spokesman for UNICEF.